You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Do not sin with your lips is the title of this devotion. You see, many times we don't realize that the answer to most of the situations in this life are right on our own nose. It's what you believe in your heart, as Scripture says in Romans 10, and speak with your mouth that will change the circumstances. And we need to guard, it says in Ephesians 4.20, our hearts, what we believe in our hearts. We need to guard it. And the Lord even teaches us in Ephesians 10 that we should have faith like a shield over our heart so that when thoughts come that come from the enemy, that we are able to withstand them and say, no, I will not believe this. I will not think this in my heart. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he, the scripture says. So it's so important that we guard our heart for out of the abundance of the heart, Jesus says in Luke 6, 44, the mouth speaks. It's what lives in your heart that determines what comes out of your mouth. So I want to encourage you, let your heart constantly be filled with the life and the love and the living Word of God so that your mouth has a guard on it and that you will speak that which is right in God's sight. And Job, who many of you have heard devotions know is somebody I love deeply and take great example of because Job was, was somebody who God honored in heaven. In the book of Ezekiel, we see that he placed him next to Noah and next to Daniel around his throne. So Job has an incredibly honorable place in the kingdom of heaven. The Lord says there, even if Noah or Job or Daniel or Job would intercede with me, I would only save them for their righteousness. So God highly regards Job. And, and, and I want to encourage you, follow him, because God calls him blameless from beginning to end. From beginning to end, he calls him blameless. And the, and the, and the great way that God looks at Job is how Job spoke, what Job said. And so here in chapter one of the book of Job, Job one day is sitting outside of his house and a servant of him comes all wounded and says, the Sabaeans invaded us and took all the camels away and all, killed all the servants. Another servant comes and says, fire came from heaven and consumed all the sheep and they're all dead and the servants all were burned up. Another servant comes and says, all the donkeys were raided and all the servants were killed. I'm the only one escaped. And the last one came and says, your children were at the oldest son in the house celebrating a birthday and a great wind came from the desert and blew on the house and killed all the youngsters. And there's none who survived except myself to tell you. You know, I, I've seen people in tragic moments. Virginia and I have had some painful trials in our lives, nothing compared to Job. But nonetheless, difficult 
and painful and some of them way beyond our ability to bear if it wasn't for the Lord. And here, Job was sitting in this place and it shows you what an incredible, beautiful man he is and why God loves him and honors him. Because it says here, Job, verse 20 of Job 1, rose, arose, tore his robe, which was an old uh, way of showing grief because your robe showed your honor, your, your position. And he tore his, his, your purity, your respect in the community. And he tore his rope to saying, I'm broken, I'm broken. He tore his rope. And he shaved his head, which for a man to shave his head was no small thing because the head covered with hair showed the dignity. Jesus in the book of Revelations chapter one has white, brilliant white hair to show his eternal nature, that he has no beginning or end, that he has the eternity of eternities in his nature. The hair of a person shows the dignity of his age and, and, and position and power. And he fell to the ground and worshiped. And he said, naked, I came from my mother's womb. Naked shall I return there the Lord gave. The Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all this, Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrong. I know some preachers don't like that scripture. I love it. I love it. The Lord gave, the Lord took away. I am so grateful that the devil can't take nothing from me because I will not give it to him. I give it all to God. I give it all to God. I give nothing to the devil. I'm not going to glorify him by saying the devil did this, the devil did that, and all that, and always be busy with him. And yes, there's without question, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, Jesus says. But I resist him, and I give God the glory in the midst of everything I go through. And Job gave God the glory, and he worshiped. And then he got ill, terribly ill, from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. He became terribly ill. And his wife said to him, it says it, look at it in verse seven. It says, and Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took for himself potsherd, with which he scraped himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. And his wife, seeing this horrific tragedy strike her dear husband couldn't bear the pain and she couldn't bear the pain and she said why why do you still hold fast to your integrity and not curse God and die how can you how can you still hold on to God suffering all of this God is good so how how can you and Job said to her honey you speak as one foolish woman speaks shall we indeed accept good from the Lord and shall we not accept, accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips, the title of this devotion. In all this, in all this. And that's what I'm pleading with you today. In all you're going through, don't sin with your lips. That's the title of this devotion. Do not sin with your lips. 
in all you're going through. Don't sin with your lips. Rather suffer the loss of anything than sin with your lips. Put your hand on your mouth. Proverbs 30 said, when I have an evil thought and a wicked tragedy strikes me, I place my hand on my lips lest I'd sin with it. And this is so important, dear friends, that when we go through what we go through and Satan pushes us to the uttermost to make us stumble and fall, we will not sin with our lips. We will not question God's goodness and love. We know the truth and abiding in that truth keeps us free from the lies of the enemy and from his evil attacks. And David said, David said in Psalm 39 verse 1, I said, I will guard my ways lest I sin with my tongue. I will refrain my mouth with a muzzle. You see, you put a muzzle around a horse's mouth or a dog's mouth to keep it from being able to open. And he says, I will hold my mouth shut. Oh, friends, I remember one man was sitting next to me and he was speaking such piercing, provocative, cruel words. I literally just sit there like this, trying not to make it obvious and saying in my heart, say nothing, say nothing, leave it to God, say nothing. And I didn't say a word. I'm not saying this to boast of myself, but to give you an example of what I mean. I put a muzzle over my mouth. I restrain my mouth with a muzzle while the wicked are before me. I was mute with silence and held my peace even from good. And my sorrow was stirred up. My heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. While I was musing, that word musing is meditating, but not just meditating. I mean, I was on fire inside with these provocative circumstances. But I was like a deaf man, a mute man. I opened up my mouth. It says in Isaiah 53, verse 7, it was like a lamb led to the slaughter and opened not his mouth. Talking about the Lord Jesus. Psalm 46, verse 10 says, Be still and know I am God. I will be exalted. Oh, how I plead with you today. Take this word to heart. Make a holy decision. I will not sin with my lips. I will not sin. I will not. I love God. Jesus said in Matthew 12, verse 36, that we have to give an account of every word that we've spoken. And I can tell you the truth. There's been many times I've gone on my knees and said, Lord, I repent. The way I spoke was not right. It was not right, Lord. And I repent and I've gone to people and say, you know, I've gone to my own sons when they were younger and things happened. I went to Josh and said, Josh, you know the way I said that and what I said and I 
I rehearsed it. I said, that was wrong, son. He said, oh, dad, that's fine because he loves me. I said, no, son, that was a terrible example and that was not right. And I, I need to ask you to please forgive me. Can you please say you forgive me? Would you forgive me, son, because that was wrong? He said, yes, dad, I forgive you and hug me, kiss me. I've done it with, with Zachary. I've done it with, with Mariah, our children. I've done it so many times with Virginia. Folks, you cannot just say things and walk off and think it's okay. It's like this one man, he came to the pastor and he said, pastor, I realize I've been a gossip and I've spread many malicious rumors and I'm so sorry. What can I do? And the pastor said, go home. Do you have a pillow there with feathers in it? He said, yes. He said, cut it open. Take a handful of feathers in a bag and go to every house where you have gossiped and put the feather in front of the door and come back and see me. And he came back to see the man, he, the pastor. He said, Pastor, I've done what you, what you said. And the pastor said, now go back and go get those feathers back and come and show them to me. And he came back, he said, the wind took them. He said, so your words have gone out. And I know folks, that's, that sounds frightening, but that ought to awaken us to the urgency that we ought not to just be idle with our words and that we just say anything. The Bible says a fool speaks all of his heart. No, we need to guard our heart and be thoughtful about what we say and not just say anything and everything. I'll read to you in closing from something that I've read and read and read and, and I read it again every so often to remind me and to train me you see, the Bible says that a good man's heart trains his mouth how to speak. It says it in Proverbs. And a good man's mouth is satisfied by what comes from his heart. How wonderful it is, it says in Isaiah 50 verse 4, to speak a word in season to him who's weary. Oh, words is how the heavens and the earth were created and how they're being upheld by the word of his power, Hebrews 1 verse 3. And so listen to this in closing. This is Ephesians 4 verse 26 and 27. When angry, do not sin. You know that the greatest vulnerability we can have at times is when we get angry that we would sin with our mouth. Do not ever let your wrath, your aspiration, your fury or indignation last until the sun goes down. You know, when you feel angry, you gotta deal with it quickly, lest it comes to your mouth and causes you to sin. Leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give the devil no opportunity by allowing anger in your heart. Any of us can get angry, but just because we're angry, we don't sin with our mouth. No, you gotta sometimes really hold it in and go, I gotta deal with this. I've had times when something provoked me and I had to go, oh my goodness, friends. Virginia had, had a shoulder pain 
And it was one thing after the other that was pushing me and pushing me. The devil was trying any which way to get in to try to make me fall. And she had the shoulder pain and in the car she put her belt here instead of here. And some fella took a picture and we got a ticket in the mail and she had to pay a fine for 60 pounds because she didn't wear her belt properly. I about lost my salvation over that. That so offended me. I felt that was such a misuse of, uh, of the responsibility of those people to do that. And I really got so upset. I'll tell you the truth. I had to walk around the room and go, oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. <laughs> I had to pray. The anger was so strong. Your face was so hot. And I really was so tempted by the devil. Forget Britain. Leave. Go live somewhere else. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yeah, really. That was the devil coming to me. Forget it. Leave. Stuff this <laughs> And I came out of my heart to love and the life of my Heavenly Father. No, I will not let myself stumble over 60 pounds. I called the people up and paid, paid the bill and the temptation was over. But my, did I had to guard my heart lest the devil would gain an opportunity over 60 pounds to drive me out of this nation. Come on now, you understand what I mean? It's amazing sometimes that over the smallest things, the enemy can start a fire of hell to try to make us stumble. And so the Lord would say to you here from verse 29, listen to this. Let no foul or polluting language, nor evil words or unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others as is fitting to the need and the occasion, that it may be a blessing. Come on, let no foul or polluting language or evil word or unwholesome, worthless talk ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good, beneficial to the spiritual progress of others and is fitting to the need and the occasion and may bring a blessing and give grace, God's favor to those who hear you talking. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Don't offend or vex or sadden Him by whom you were sealed and marked and branded as God's own and secured for the day of redemption, of final deliverance through Christ from evil and the consequence of sin. Let all bitterness, indignation, wrath, passion, rage, bad temper, resentment, anger, animosity, and quarreling, brawling, glamour, contention, slander, evil speaking, abusive, blasphemous language be banished from you with all malice, ill will, or baseness of any kind. Come on, be useful, helpful, kind to one another. Be tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, loving-hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as our Lord Jesus Christ has also freely forgiven you. Meditate on this. Ephesians 4, verse 29 through 32. Ephesians 4, 29 through 32. I pray that this so takes a hold of your heart 
that you make a commitment by the power and mercy of Jesus to say, Father, Father, I will not sin with my lips. I will speak your life-giving words, your healing words, your forgiving, your merciful, your gracious words. I will let my mouth be an instrument of healing in the well of your life-giving spirit. Amen. Have a good day.